Hello, and welcome to Carried Away. I'm your host, Carrie Murray. As the founder of the Bra Network, the Business Relationship Alliance, I have met some of the most inspiring women working as entrepreneurs, freelancers, founders, executives, and creatives, and I want to share their stories with you. So let's get carried away. Advice would you give your former self right before you launched your business? Would it be run for the hills? Get a coach? Well, joining me today is Jenny Vegas. And now Jenny has 10 years experience building communities within the Silicon Valley tech industry. She now has used that expertise to help her clients create engagement strategies. And she's going to be discussing the three factors we need to consider before we launch our business. Ooh, good topic. Let's get carried away. Today is Jenny Bakos, founder of How Novel Communications. Um, we were connected through another guest, Renee Cohen. You guys need to go back and listen to her episode. Uh, she's fantastic. And I'm so glad to be connected with you. Jenny, welcome to Get Carried Away. Thank you. It's good to be here. <laughs> Yay. Um, now, I always start with this question. Um, because you're the founder of a communications strategy you know, um, I guess it's an LLC, a network, what would you call it? A company? Uh, an agency. I think agency. that's kind of more the vibe. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. But I'm sure Jenny at 10 years old, if I asked her, what do you want to be when you grow up? I, did you say a founder of a communications agency? I would have said a veterinarian or a book writer. And I think the oh. writer is the thing that stuck with me through my professional career. <laughs> Gotcha. Gotcha. So that's communication. I get it. I get it. Um, so what led you to this journey of building first off entrepreneurship, um, and a brand that's all about, you know, giving obviously entrepreneurs a voice digitally and visually. Yeah, no, I think actually going back to what you said about what would I have said at 10 years old, I was always that kid. And I know you have kids too. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I was that one who was on like Microsoft office printing out like Welcome to Jen Spot, Jewelry by Jen. I was always really entrepreneurial and my parents always cracked up about that. I'm just kind of like, what is she doing? She's charging <laughs> us a high five for, you know, like a cookie and things like that. And so telling biz like stories for small businesses is something that I think really resonated with me and being a good writer was something that when I went to college, I realized, oh, there's a career path in this for me. And so starting How Novel Communications was something that spun out of my individual contract work when I was in my nine to five gigs. And I worked with some amazing companies like Logitech, Kiki the Robot, and in the Bay Area, like some small tech startups and tapped one of my childhood best friends and my younger sister to join the company. And it's grown ever since. I'm really grateful for it. That's so, and how long have you guys been in operation? A little over a year. It's been a really fun year. <laughs> Congratulations. But in that year, you've also had to do some pivoting. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. <laughs> There's this thing called COVID that hit. Um, but <laughs> Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but no, seriously, like in this past year, it's been really challenging of me managing a team, thinking about how mental health plays into showing up every day at work for me and my team and showing up for our clients. I found that a lot of my role was, hey, how's your day? How's it going? And especially peak pandemic, a lot of people were burnt out and kind of taking a little bit more of like, that best friend therapy role. And that's something that was really interesting for me to explore as a business owner. And not only that, but just thinking about small business owners in a pandemic of 
you know, you're strapped for cash, you're just looking for support and a friend and just trying to connect with other women, especially in the small business owner space of, hey, I'm not alone here. And you can connect me to this person who can help me with funding or help me with graphic design. Awesome. Like, let's do it. And so just really helping each other out. I love that. That is so all of the bra network. Um, that's, that's part of our mission here at bra. So I love that. That's incredible. Now, during this time of inception year and a half, I know that's very tricky. And you're like, probably putting every ounce of sweat equity into your business. And you know, every dollar you make, you're like, celebrating, right? Because that first year is is so, so tricky. Um, But you also had to deal with some adversity and adaptability. Because during this time, I'm sure you had to set some boundaries. Tell us about what happened. Yeah, no, I think in this past year, you know, for me, part of the reason that I really went all into how novel communications too was I was diagnosed with skin cancer and specifically melanoma. And for anyone that follows me on my personal Instagram page, I talk about it a lot there. And that was, I had five surgeries in one year for skin cancer and it kind of crept up suddenly, unexpectedly. Um, It just turns out that I have a genetic abnormality that causes me to grow melanomas. And like the crazy part about just like this year, a pandemic, being a small business owner, going all in in that in one year is just, you know, learning really how to set boundaries with people, yourself, and thinking about, you know, how can I show up as the best version of myself each day and also be really transparent with the people that I'm working with of, hey, maybe today's an off day or, hey, you know what? I have a lot of energy. I'm feeling good physically and mentally. Like, let's go all in on this. It's so important and unbelievable. First off, everyone wears sunscreen. Um, yes, please. So- Um, my TED talk. (laughs) Exactly. I'm there as soon as you get that stage. Um, um, I think, and I don't know if this is true for, for male, you know, founders, um, and entrepreneurs, but I feel like the women that are in bra their first, you know, three years, it's just, they're just all in totally consumed with it to the point where they feel like they're being choked because Mm -hmm. they're just like, I have to do this. I have to do this. When really, if you just take a minute and add a little bit of strategy and step back, you can actually set those boundaries in place and grow and flourish. But I feel like a lot of us are just like, we got to go, 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 go. So it's really good that you're able to voice that and have that kind of mental health check-in with your team, but also yourself. Yeah. Um, was that something that you you and your team naturally did? Where like You were like, okay, I'm having a day um, where they were like, cool, let's just we'll move on to other things. Was that just part of your vibe of your team? Oh, or yeah. Was that just because you were like, we're doing this? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, honestly, I think it was all three of us were learning from each other and just understanding. I think there's that phrase of just learning how to be gentle with yourself. And that was something I'd always heard, but never really got, especially like I, my professional life nine to five before how novel communications was, I mean, you were waking up at 6am in the morning, checking emails. I was like doing my mascara in the car on the way to LA and stuff like that, like just classic go-getter. And I've always been really driven in that way. And this year really encouraged all of us to kind of like pause, think about, you know, what's important, how can I be productive, but also be taking care of myself mentally and physically. And that was, those are conversations I've never had in a professional space before. And with my team, they kind of naturally bubbled up and we all were really encouraging of each other to, you know, take, take a beat, listen to each other and really be there for each other in a lot more meaningful ways, I think. Yeah. And I bet once you did take those beats and those minutes yeah. and 
pauses, you came back stronger than ever. Oh, uh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Rested, rest, you know, releases so much stress. Um, and it's so important. Everyone who's listening, go take a nap. Um, it's just, it's so important when you're building a brand. Um, so tell me about, um, how new, uh, how novel communications works. It's like how, how novel communications works with entrepreneurs. What, what is the entrepreneur feeling and, and like, like pain they're having that you're like, I got you girl. Yeah, no, how novel communications, even just the name itself is, you have a novel idea, concept, project, or you're just a novel person yourself. And we're sort of the how in telling your brand story. And so a lot of our clients come to us looking for website builds. They're looking for, you know, hey, I'm an author and I'm looking to brand myself. I don't know what that means. What is branding in 2021? Um, And us kind of painting the picture behind that for them. Or even it's just talking about upping their social media presence and telling just a richer story. And by that, that could mean, social media graphics that could be helping them with writing captions, understanding, you know, the latest on the Instagram algorithm, which I think we all can kind of like, just, I don't know, hand your head on about, but um, that's where our team comes into play. And kind of going back to earlier things, you know, my bread and butter has always been writing, has always been really high empathy with my clients and thinking about the customers in their communities. And so that's what we bring to the table. I love that. Also, I am not a natural writer at all. It's I'll do a Sudoku puzzle anytime, but yes. I'm definitely more math science than than humanities and literature and any kind of writing. So anytime I have to write a blog, I'm like, oh. But then I made the brilliant move to have my first team member was actually a copywriter. So she edited everything for that me. Was smart. And yeah, it, it was the biggest thing to just take off my plate because I knew how important it was. You have to have blogs, you have to have higher SEO and all the email marketing you have to send out. Mm-hmm. Um, and just having someone on my team that, to help me with that was such a game changer for me. Um, now you're bringing us three factors to consider when launching your business. I'm so excited because a lot of people who listen to this are towing the line. Like, should I turn the side hustle into a business? Should I leave the corporate job or should I just go full in? You know, So I'm dying to know what are the things that people need to consider um, when they're launching? Yeah. So things to consider when you're launching for me, this is, I mean, this was literally the list that I worked off of, even when I was thinking about how do I transition my independent, independent contract work into an agency? What does that mean? Like, what are the things I should be thinking about? And so my answer to that, these three are just thinking about your brand, your story and your community. And so by your brand, I mean, choosing a really strong name out the gate, one that you love, one that's going to grow with you, one that's not limiting. Um, one of our clients right now, she's opening a fitness studio in Orange County. And like one of the things we worked with her on of she was choosing her domains and she was like, I want to call it, you know, X name, Orange County Fitness Studio or, you know, Pilates or like not quite sure what it is. And we were like, broaden it. Think that this is going to become the new Peloton brand. Like you don't want to have something that's going to limit you six months from now, a year from now, 10 years from now. Um, and so it's just thinking about those big, you know, if this were to become my big dream company, you know, 10 years from now, like is me choosing this name going to limit me and something that is going to be indefensible and just, you know, dreaming bigger at the beginning. Cause that always helps you as a business founder, start dreaming bigger too, when you're running out the gate and really like pushing yourself and hustling hard. Um, the second one that I would recommend is just thinking about your story. You know, you never want to launch a business if you don't have an interesting story to tell. And I'm of the firm belief that everyone has an interesting story to tell. So thinking about, you know, 
I want to launch a podcast and my podcast name that we've already established. And, you know, the first step there is strong. It's different. No one has it out there. I've locked in all the domain names. You know, I can maybe copyright it or put an LLC to it, depending on what you're launching. Um, so just making sure your story is strong and different, making sure that you're willing to talk about yourself as being that founder. Something with me with How Novel Communications is you have to put yourself out there, like being featured on podcasts like this and putting your face to a name, writing blog posts where you're willing to get a little bit vulnerable. And that's probably the number one thing that we work with our clients on is just coaching them how to talk about themselves. And almost all of them, when we get to even just like the writing an about page on their website, say, I don't know. I don't want to put a picture of me on there. Like, it's not about me. It's about the business. Like, I don't even want my name on there. What if like my, you know, ex-boyfriend from high school can search me? Like literal conversations we have with our clients, which I totally get. And we primarily work with female founders and as one myself, I'm like, listen, I'm right there with you. Putting on makeup in a pandemic and going on like a Zoom webinar or something, not always the most fun experience, but you have to do it because if you're not going to show up for your business and put your best foot forward, then no one else will. And so just thinking about like how you plays into the story of your business and how you're going to tell that story for your business. Um, And then the last one to think about is your community. Really, really thinking about, you know, I want to launch, it can be anything like I want to launch a bakery. You're obviously going to have a brick and mortar bakery location, but how are people going to find out that your bakery opened on main street? They're going to go on your website. They're going to go on a Yelp page. They're going to go on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and building out those houses online, reserving all those handles, one, making sure they're consistent. But then additionally, you want to think about, you know, putting yourself in the shoes. And again, this is kind of like me being a high empathy person. Someone searching, you know, I want to get a croissant. It's Saturday morning. I have a craving. How are they going to find you? Maybe they found you on a hashtag on, you know, for me, it would be, I don't know, Orange County Bakeries. What do they see when they search that hashtag? Do they see an awesome Instagram page? Do they click on the link in your bio? Do you have a link in your bio to go to your website? What is your website experience like? What are you encouraging them to do? Come visit you, order online for takeout. They're going to get a coupon. Um, And then when they come visit you in the store, is the experience they had online on all of those channels through all of those steps to get to your actual brick and mortar in-store location consistent? Or is your in-store experience just wow, incredible. You are the Willy Wonka of bakeries and your online, you know, houses are, you know, just could be using a remodeling. So I always try to think about, you know, if you're going to launch a business, making sure that all those experiences that people can have touch points with your business are consistent and that you're showing up just 10 out of 10 and looking great on all those different channels. Now I really want a croissant. Um, You know, I really exposed myself. I was kind of craving one. (laughs) I was like, Let me go to my phone. It's so true. Everything you said is, is so, so true. Right. Um, especially with the branding. Um, I think that if anybody decides to put a city in their, their URL or in their title, you're already limiting yourself to that city for sure. You know, like Pilates Phoenix. Um, although Phoenix Pilates would be kind of has a cool name. Because <laughs> yeah. you kind of think of the sun, like anyways, I'm going off track. It's um, vibes. <laughs> cool. um, now for a lot of people listening to this, branding is very abstract, right? It's very yeah. hard for them to consider what branding is other than a really cute logo, Um, right? So when you're first working with a client, what's kind of the first branding things that they need to go through to get past, like, I have a great idea for a logo. 
first off, I think we all associate that as like the one logo to rule them all. Nowadays, you're going to need like 10. There's sub marks, there's sub logos, there's headers. And so just understanding like that one logo you love, like there's going to be many logos and many different iterations of your logo you're going to love. And I have several friends that are graphic designers that would, you know, hop up on a soapbox and say that too. And I think the thing about branding, especially now is branding is so much more than just the logo. It's about the tone, that first impression, that wow factor. Think about when you open a box from your favorite e-commerce store, when it arrives on your doorstep, you're already judging that box and looking at it like, Ooh, this is a fancy box. This is Christmas morning. I'm going to open this. This is going to be that sweater I've been waiting for for the last week. Or it's going to be kind of this like crumpled brown box. You're like, oh, this looks kind of cheap. And I thought it looked a lot better in that Instagram ad. Yikes. And so like that, I kind of think about like with the branding, just really investing in that at the beginning. There's a lot of people that will say, oh, branding doesn't matter. Slap whatever label on it. Like you'll figure it out once you have, you know, more clients, more customers, and you can invest then. And I'm kind of more in the school of thought of, you know, if you're going to open a business, especially like go all in at the beginning so that if it does fail, if you do decide to, you know, shut it down, you can kind of have the peace of mind of knowing like I went all in and no regrets. Like I made the strongest first impression I could with everything I had in that moment. Yeah, it's so important to be rememberable, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's and I definitely feel so. I get a lot of compliments on my branding bra. People, it is great, by the way. Like, <laughs> just, just a double hype there. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, um, so much intention went in that. Um, all I really knew is that I was not the person who could get out my mission or my about page, right? So just like you were yeah. saying, you work with your clients. So when it came to my about page and the branding, you know, agency I was working with, the one thing she said to me that really stuck with me is that when people are going to your website, your about page is like the number one place they go. And I was like, Oh, it's not the products and services or, or, you know, the link back to my podcast, but it's the about page. And that was so eye-opening to me. So I was like, I want a fabulous photo. I want a great about me, make it sing. Yeah, it's just so important. And what do you think in a website, you know, so we have our fabulous homepage, we have our fabulous about page, where do you think people go next? So for me, like even on our website, and um, I should probably backtrack too. just like when you're launching a website, things to think about too, we actually have on our website, uh, awesome blog post talking about this. But like I do this thing called Monday metrics and Monday metrics are where you look at your website performance health, um, as well as your social media channels and look at what were my top pages, what were the top performers and understand kind of like a weekly community, like self-assessment health check. And so that's kind of like how, even when you ask me this question, I can really quickly tell you exactly where we're at. Our top pages are our homepage about page, and then immediately to our products page, which is really interesting because we're not really a products first company, but we find that we get a lot of questions from our clients of, I loved working with you guys. I recommended to my friend at the gym, or I recommended to my mother-in-law who's looking for, you know, help with like an e-commerce checklist. And I remembered you guys had that. And so it's like, that's like our word of mouth engine is our products page, which is really fun for me. <laughs> because so that was satisfying kind of too. The second mission <laughs> for us. <laughs> yeah. But with clients, like we tend to find, you know, your about page. I totally agree with what your designer said. It is number one, people want to know why they should invest their money with you. And, you know, just being honest and being yourself is, I mean, 
that's how you're going to get people to sign up or be clients or whatever is going to be relevant to your business. And from there, I would say, you know, honestly, like the services and what you're selling isn't as important as if you're an e-commerce, uh, e-commerce brand, making sure your checkout experience is really strong. Mm. Um, and just making sure that there are no just bugs, weird looking things, whatever, what have you, like making sure it's clean, professional, easy to do. And I would also just say your contact page is extremely important. Mm. That's something that I think a lot of web designers overlook and just think, oh, just throw it in the footer. Like no one's actually looking for that. But something that I've kind of seen professionally is just that, you know, people that are hesitant to sign up or hesitant to convert over to your business or, you know, buying whatever the hesitant people, which is always going to be, I mean, it's going to be the primary focus of your web traffic because a lot of people are stumbling onto your page because they saw a cute Instagram post or they, you know, got an email forward to them by a friend. Your contact page is the opportunity to collect that email address, build some trust back and say, hi, hello. Like, are you still thinking about reaching out to us? How can we be warm and fuzzy here with very limited space? Cause you're not quite maybe ready to read our whole about page. Um, and just making sure that that's clear and looks legit that you have, you know, if an address, if it's applicable, there's a picture, if it's applicable or, and just giving people lots of opportunities to reach out to you that don't feel, um, threatening or intimidating, you know, like I am not quite ready to spend, you know, $5,000 in design services. That's okay. You want to chat with us about something else? Or you just want to like grab a coffee. There are options on our dropdown to do that. And I think that's really important to think about. That's, do you, do you recommend, I just want your opinion, um, is, you know, cause I have a lot of, um, in the bra network, we have a lot of coaches, right. But we also have a lot of B2B, um, members and there's always like this back and forth of like, do you put your prices on your website or not? What do you think? Should you, someone like a photographer put their prices on their website? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm 50-50 on this too. And I yeah. actually really like our services page, like personally, I really struggle with it because I feel like I'll listen to podcasts that say one things and go to webinar go to webinars live and ask someone they're like, oh no, don't do that. Um for us right now, um on our website, like on our services page, we have packages with prices and we have it phrased, I believe it says starting at and you know, and with uh. our dollar amount there. So that it kind of implies, you know, like we're open to a conversation um, and nothing is like too intimidating there. But I think, you know, I think having your actual dollar metric is really important because you as a business owner, it's going to save you time of who's reaching out to you. Um, And at least they, they, that person should know whether you are in budget or not in budget from them before you have that initial consult call, especially if it's like a service-based business. Um, But you know, at the same time, there's always going to be that person who's, Hey, I saw, you know, your website photography services start at thousand dollars per hour, whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. I want to get a deal. And so then you can like instantly subject yourself to that conversation, which none of us want, but (laughs) (laughs) not at all. (laughs) I think like having it on there is really helpful, but you know, it, it really just depends. And that's kind of where A-B testing is really important of, you know, do one month with it, with it on, one month with it off and see if there's any improvement or changes there. Yeah, I like that. I think it's, I, I go back and forth with it too. There are yeah. some, I like starting at though, you know, packaging starting at, you know, $1,200 or something like that. I think that's important because I also feel like people, when they're just starting, um, can take every phone call, can spend hours answering. And then you're like, well, I didn't convert anybody into, you know, into clients there, but I spent 
45 minutes on the phone with them. Um, so you got to be careful with that, ladies, anybody who's listening. Um, and I've also found that, you know, if, if there's, if there's confusion on a website, right, if you're kind of like, what are you selling? Like, what are you doing? You get more, you know, people emailing you or leaving your page. But if they send a contact and they're just like, what is this, this, and this? And you're kind of scratching your head, like, doesn't the website say that? Um, (laughs) It's very time consuming, but it's definitely something on the front end. You have to front load and just get all the contact out there, get all what it is you do out on that website. Um, Now I'm a budding entrepreneur. I want to have a bakery in Orange County and I need some, someone like you. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to have croissants and chocolate croissants and almond consult. It's going to be amazing. So what's your first step? So I contact you and I'm like, Hey, I'm interested in your services. What do I need? Yeah. I mean, for us, like our initial consult calls, we try to understand for them, like, where are you? Are you, I have an idea of opening a bakery. There's no firm timeline, maybe a little too early for us. Or are you, I've reserved my domains. I have, you know, for my website, I think I want to put these things out here. This is what I've thought about from the buyer's perspective of, you know, I want them to be able to buy through our website, or I want them to, you know, have a pre-launch deal or soft opening. Those are sort of like, that's when you're ready to contact us. And so for us, we'll talk to them about your website. What do you want it to look like? Kind of do the dream boarding from there. Um, And usually we work with businesses that already have done branding or their logo development with someone else um, because we are not graphic designers, but we have a very awesome network of graphic designers that we love pointing people to and just referring traffic there. And they're also female founders too, which I really appreciate supporting. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we work and sometimes we'll even work with those graphic designers as well, just to make sure that, Hey, like we're thinking about doing these things for the website build. Cool, cool, cool. Like we're in alignment. And so that way you're not paying for things that you maybe aren't going to need in your web and social communities moving forward. And also making sure that you are paying for the things that you're going to need. Um, because doing that process from the beginning is exhausting and overwhelming. And especially if you've never worked with an individual contractor before, you're kind of looking at the process being like, oh, you know, right. You know, am I emailing you too much? Am I calling you too much? Or how am I expressing that? You know, maybe this one element of the logo I'm not liking, but I, you know, maybe I'm coming across rude or something like that. Like it's a really big onboarding experience for small business owners. And so that's kind of something we love coaching people through. And um, yeah, just launching websites is just the funnest process for me because similar to what you said, Carrie, I'm just the about page. Ah, like, I don't know how to write it. And like, I obviously, I know me, I know what I'm about, but I don't know how to actually articulate that. And so I find like even just one or two phone calls with small business founders, I'm like, here, I wrote your about page. <laughs> just And I gathered this from chatting with you, hearing the tone of your voice, hearing, you know, just kind of like who you are as a person and, you know, me as sort of like a ghostwriter, just sort of like slipping into that mode of the conversation, being able to articulate that so that your target audience can, you know, resonate with that. Wow. You're almost like a translator. Kind of, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're like, I can't get my words out on paper. Right? And it's also, you know, imposter syndrome is like a real thing. And oh, so yeah. to, to talk and brag about yourself, we're just, as women, we're like, oh, no, no, we can't do that. I don't have that problem. No, I'm kidding. But um, it's very hard <laughs> yeah. for us to be, to really see our worth and really see like, when we read it, like, that's me. I did that. Yeah, girl, that's what you did. Um, do you see a lot of imposter syndrome with your clients? Every single one of them. Yeah. I, have, I have yet to ever have a client who's just like, I am a badass and here's my about page and boom, boom, boom. And 
I would love to see that. And even like, I struggle with that. I mean, for Christmas this past year, one of my best friends got me a sweatshirt that says entrepreneur on it. And it's like all cool and artsy. And I opened it and I was like, but I'm not an entrepreneur. <laughs> and, you know, but she, she was just like, yes, you are girl, like ultimate hype woman. But um, I think I would love to see, you know, female business owners in particular, just really, you know, not even just the fact that you are a female business owner, but just own the fact that you are a business owner and that you are an entrepreneur and that you are business minded and a leader. And especially if you're growing a team, like that is badass, and that should be embraced more often. Hell yes, ladies. You hear that? (laughs) Jenny knows what's up. Um, I love that. (laughs) It's, it's, it's so true though. It's not like, we're taken aside in high school and like, we're going to take these entrepreneurial classes for you. And we're also going to embed a little bit of mindset and, and maybe a little bit of, um, you know, like it's almost like we have to get rid of the imposter syndrome because we're never in a situation where we're like, you can do it. You can build your own business. You know, instead we're in high school, like, Oh, take geometry. Like I'm not putting isosceles triangles together right now, just so everyone knows geometry (laughs) is important. Don't get me wrong, but I would have liked, a class maybe on building a business, <laughs> something oh, yeah. along those lines. <laughs> no, I, I would have loved, you know, I think especially with women, like we're encouraged really young of be polite, be nice, be humble, say thank you. And, you know, I not necessarily did I see that kind of encouraged in like my male classmates. And so no. I think that's something that is a mindset that's really important to keep in mind as a business owner of like, you don't need to apologize or if you need to fire someone or, you know, just set a boundary of, Hey, you know, like I will answer these emails in my business hours. Like that's okay. You shouldn't feel bad about that. And if it's ever not okay with someone, they will tell you. And I think that's a really important just mindset shift that we all kind of need to remember. hundred percent set. And that all really comes from valuing your time and yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you value your time first, it's a little bit more tangible. You're like, Oh, I'm not going to answer emails in bed at 1130 at night or on Sundays at 10 a.m. No, I'm going to create a boundary being like, nope, I answer emails or respond to DMs during this time. Um, I think that immediately creates a little bit like, huh, I'm feeling good about myself because it's yeah. easier than than dealing with the bigger, deep-seated you know, imposter syndrome that comes from procrastination or perfectionism or those things take a little bit longer, um, for sure. And I know for a lot of women in broad, we all, and myself included at some point, you know, have a little bit of imposter syndrome and that little trying to silence that, that voice. That's like, are you sure? Is anyone going to listen to this podcast, Carrie? Take some. Oh, yeah. No, our, like we've been uh, putting ourselves out on clubhouse and we're actually going to experiment oh, with yeah. the app soon and just um, it's been really fun and just kind of like figuring out like, how do you do audio programming, which, you know, Carrie, maybe we should, you know, do, we a, should do a clubhouse, you know? yeah. um, but it's, it's something like I've never done before, but you know, I think just putting yourself out there and showing up for your businesses. I mean, it's exhausting, especially when you don't know like where those fences are for you and what's going to make you feel the best about you yourself and your time. Like at first it's just kind of like a floodgate of, people emailing you in on your contact page and DMing you exactly like what you said. And you're like, yeah, I'm working. It's nine o'clock in bed, but I'm working. I'm hustling. I'm doing the thing. And then, yeah. you know, you're two weeks in, you're like, I'm exhausted. And, you know, like I haven't had a, a, any actual me time because I feel like I'm talking to a graphic designer. I'm doing launching my website and doing all these things that just like slowing down and saying, Hey, you know, it's okay to take a break. Like my business is going to be there, but 
if I don't show up for me first, then I'm not gonna be able to show up as my best self for my business. Absolutely. hundred percent agree with everything you're saying, Jenny. This is so, so great. Um, really quick, before we get carried away, yes. I want to know what advice would you give to someone who's looking for someone with your services? You know, what, what's some, what's something that you would be like, look, you want to fire someone like me. I would recommend having this, this, and this. Uh, If you want to hire someone like me, I would recommend having a clear vision for your business. Um, And something too, just that I would be thinking of is just being really passionate and ready to show up for it. That's the thing for us and where we're at, how novel communications is, I mean, we're ready to hit the ground running. Like we can quickly crank out content for you and quickly crank out a whole storyline of that puts your business out there. And I think a lot of it with our clients is there's either yes, let's go. And they're you know, like ready to just kind of like hand over the keys of like, put my name on the billboards, you know, right. and just like launch everything. And, um, and, and then there's some clients who I think are, oh, you know what? I need to think about this for a little bit. Like, I don't know if I'm ready to like be out there. And so for that client, I would say, you know, be out there. It's, it's your business. Show up for it. Be really proud of it. Like you made this baby, which I know that's how we all view our businesses. Yeah. Like show it off to the world. And that's really what marketing and communications are all about. Love that, Jenny. This is so, so great. But um, tell us where we can find you and all the places. Yes. Um, so you can find our business at hownovelcommunications.com. And we are at hownovelcom with two M's on social media. Amazing. Thank you so much. Now, before we wrap up, we're going to get carried away. Um, during this pandemic, and all of this quarantining and how are you keeping yourself entertained? Any podcasts? Are you binging anything? What, what's your jam right now? I read like a book a week. I am on Goodreads um, and I'm actually Bakos Jen there. If anyone wants to creep <laughs> on my reading list there. Um, I'm also really addicted to TikTok. That is like my nighttime unwind. Um, and my boyfriend can attest to that because he'll just be like, are you on the tiki talkies? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, yes. And I'll like make some reference to it. And he's just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But I mean, I love it because I think it just helps you be really creative and look at a lot of small businesses are on there and just seeing all the cool ways they're putting themselves out there. It's like a good way yeah. for me to just kind of. Who do you like to follow on TikTok? Yeah. Who do you like to follow on TikTok? I love Michaela makeup. Uh, okay. She has this great accent like this. <laughs> But you know what? I suck at doing makeup. And I, I think honestly, as a almost 29 year old, this is the first time I've ever known how to put on eyeshadow properly. So I'm really proud of that. Oh, it looks gorgeous. Thank, um, thank love that. I definitely, when I'm on TikTok, I, for some reason, I'm a, I just like to follow people who are like tarot card readers or astrologers. Ooh, I'm is. just so fascinated by their, like one person I follow just pulls a card a day and then she talks about it. It's something I don't know really a lot of like about, but I'm just fascinated by it. So, and again, because it's TikTok, I'll be like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> no, it's great. Cause you can just quickly dip in and out of all these topics. And I have yeah. absolutely fallen through the witch talk bunny rabbit hole. And it's yeah. just fascinating to me of like, I have never known when the moon phases were more so than when I downloaded TikTok. <laughs> Same. We just had a moon in Pisces, everybody, if they were feeling particularly emotional. <laughs> I yes, just didn't even know true. that. <laughs> and I learned all of that in all of 30 seconds through scrolling through the app. It's great. Yeah, that's so great. And I'm totally trying, I, I'm into Clubhouse too, and we should definitely book a call. We should definitely have a chat on Clubhouse. That would be fun. Um, so that's something else I, I, I've now gotten like, 
hours will go by and I'm like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> but um, that's great. Now, before the pandemic, what any places you would get, you would love to travel to, you want to just like go to that you just were obsessed about? You know, my sister and I were supposed to actually go to Paris and she's never been there before. And so that's on our travel bucket list for hopefully maybe the fall, like crossing all the fingers and toes on that one. But um, that's that's definitely someplace that I would love to go to, and especially just traveling internationally again. I think that'd be amazing. Oh, I can't wait. I was supposed to go to Italy in June. Um, of time time yeah <laughs> yeah it didn't quite work out and I don't think it'll happen this summer either I think we're going to try to wait for 2022 we'll see yeah um yeah and then my last question is always um something that you can't stand but people get completely carried away about um for example give me like two or three things if you can think of them like I cannot wrap my head around anybody that drinks matcha I, to me, it tastes like dirt. <laughs> I don't get it. When I people are like, green tea matcha. I'm like, ew. Um, don't like the matcha. I also can't stand chocolate. <gasps> All chocolate? All chocolate. Can't That's stand okay. it. You know, yeah. I have a lot of people in my life who hate chocolate. That's, oh. I love it, but that's okay. That's okay. We'd still be friends. <laughs> yeah, um, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> me, I don't get Star Wars. I've never, I like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. I know I'm a big reader, but oh man, like I've never gotten into those franchises. Like I do, I follow Marvel. I am, I'm, I'm into the uh, superheroes mm-hmm. I'm cool with, but yeah, like those ones I, I've tried a lot and like my boyfriend and his friends have even like given me like the watch list of the movies and stuff to do. And I'm like, eh, like yeah. I don't get it. but baby Yoda, that he's cute. I like him. He's cool. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Anything else? Uh, um, yeah, no. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to think of like all the like latest benches and stuff and not, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I wasn't really into Game of Thrones either. Um, and some and people were like really obsessed with that. And I tried it so many times. Um, it was just kind of, there was a lot of violence and I was kind of a wimp. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> I, I, I was into Game of Thrones, but that was only because I had a friend who he had read all the books and he sharpened me through the first season. I think oh. had I not had a translator like him. Yeah. I, no. <laughs> Gosh. And those books are like four, 500 pages. They're so long. And they're, they're like real intense and just almost old English written. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I, I hope no one slides into my DMs and just be like, it was so wrong. It is great. It is art, but I'm so sorry. <laughs> can't get yeah, into can't do it. Sorry. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Jenny, for getting carried away with me today. Again, go ahead and check the show notes. If you want to uh, find Jenny on social media or head her website up. Um, and as always, if you need your website to get a good refresher, you need to contact Jenny because you're going <laughs> to rebrand or, freshen it up or write that uncomfortable about page. Jenny is your gal. Uh, Thank you so much, Jenny. Thanks, Carrie. I really appreciate it. Oh, this was fun. (laughs) Hey, thanks for joining me and getting carried away. I'm your host, Carrie Murray, founder of the Bra Network, Bra Business Relationship Alliance. We are a network of female entrepreneurs that lift and support each other. If you're a female entrepreneur looking for community, collaboration, and all kinds of fun. Head over to bra-network.com and check out our membership. Hope to see you there.